0: Wait for
1: it. Gary. And his name is John C. Dwight, you ignorant slut.
0: Hey, fellas, I am back. Yes, I am. Just like the NFL teams, I took a buy last week. I had a really early buy in the season. My sincerest apologies to all of you for not getting it done. It was a tough week, tough week for me. Um, after watching my beloved twins absolutely completely fall apart, I, I I didn't know what to do with the rest of my week. I couldn't take it. I was kind of in the dumps. I was pretty upset. I uh, couldn't find it in myself to put in the necessary time to make this magic happen. I know you probably all think Shane, you probably don't even have a full-time job. This podcast is so great and so amazing. You put so much effort in. There's no way you could actually work a full week on top of all that. Well, surprise boys, I do have a full-time job. And that happened to be busy too. But there are no excuses. No, that was wrong by me. And so I apologize. I will take whatever punishment you guys feel is worthy for... Having a bye week, having a bye week on the pod. Um, Some quick ideas that I'm just thinking of off the top of my head. Um, I would gladly take a few Steve spankings. Um, He's always willing to dish those out. I hear they hurt. He's got long arms, big hands. That could be really bad. Um, I will go on a uh, cross-country ride with Max. That could be fun, you know, see some of this uh, great land we call home um just a few ideas i guess that i'm throwing out there would love to hear feedback on whatever you guys may want um we're gonna make up for it this week though ben cole is back i feel like i shouldn't even have to say that anymore ben cole is gonna be a staple from here on out the guy knows everything that's going on he's always sending me quick updates on things that are happening he's got great insight he's the commish so he knows all the rules it's a good guy to have. So we're just gonna we're just gonna pencil Ben in for the rest of the year. You know what? We're gonna pen him in. We're not just gonna use the pencil. We'll pen him in, not the eraser erasable kind. It's just gonna be Ben and Shane on the pod. We'll bring people on. So, uh, without further ado, let's go get Ben. All right, welcome back everybody. We got Ben Cole back now as a staple of the podcast, like I was saying earlier. Ben, glad that you could uh, jump on and kind of really be the uh, voice of reason around here.
1: I don't know if I'm the voice of reason. People think I'm the voice of no reason. (laughs)
0: maybe yeah depends on who you ask i guess but (laughs) um i was saying in the open i was talking about how i kind of took a bye last week um we were trying to plan like a super show a big show um for saturday then we happened to golf the longest round of our lives by the end of that i was done with the week i said how upset i was with the twins and i offered up i would do a punishment and the two things that came just right off the top of my head was one accepting spankings from Steve. Right? That would hurt. Or going on a cross country adventure with Max. I don't even know if that's legal or allowed for him and his work, but I'm sure you could check in on it.
1: I mean, I, I yeah. I, it'd be interesting to for a cross country adventure. I mean I don't do they sleep? Do they I mean I think they sleep in the car maybe? Do they stop? I guess Guess we've seen it with those like hot tub snapshots. So it must stay somewhere. <laughs> but. Yeah,
0: maybe you know, I could do like a vlog on it. Me and Matt, buddy, road trip.
1: Yeah, you could do that pod from the road. That.
0: Yeah, that would. Yeah, the open road. Oh man, that could be kind of fun. Might be dangerous, but it'd be fun. Um, taking work off for that—that that might be hard to explain to the boss. Like, yeah, I'm actually uh, driving to the—I don't know where's Max go? the UP for. No reason. I missed a podcast episode. I don't yeah. know if she's going to let that fly, but this is really hard to, to find le-
1: I can write you a legal letter if you want. Maybe that'll help.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe I tell them I have like jury, jury duty or something, and I know this lawyer. And <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I'll leave it up to the league. You guys can tell me what you think or make a poll, possibly even. Um, but do you want to recap uh, since we have been the covid fantasy rules since last week i mean driving to the golf course i was getting absolutely blown up and i know i'm not that popular so i knew it had to be fantasy related it was all the covid stuff so going into a fresh week where it's a full week i think it'd be great if we were all on the same page um and not have a freak out moment like we did last week ben you want to just kind of recap you know what we're looking at as far as the covid ir spot and moving forward
1: yeah so We'll take everything week by week. You know, If we have another week like last week where we know games are likely going to be canceled, we'll adjust. But I think we go back to the standard rule of one regular IR, one COVID-only IR going into this week. Um, We will assess everything and I'll make a a decision on Saturdays if for some reason we need to be more flexible if we have games that are not going to be going on. Um, But I will say that Every week, I think going forward, you're allowed to at least call out a flex position player that you want to take over in case you have a last second COVID-related situation where you can't have a player go. So if you got, just pick a running back wide receiver as long as they can fill in in your your flex spot. You know, if you got four running backs starting like I do, you probably, then, you know, you, you just put a running back wide receiver tight end and we can manipulate, I can manipulate your roster to get it to fit. So you always want to just call out one, whichever one you want, just in case. But as far as I'm aware, this week all the games are going to be played. The Titans will be back in their facility tomorrow. So it sounds like everything's kind of back up and running, but we'll take it kind of as we go. And like I was with Steve last week, we'll be flexible if you get stuff locked up on Thursdays. Um, and you can't move people around to take advantage of that second IR spot. So we'll make some special rulings for those types of situations. But for now, one IR spot unless you have a COVID player like Cam Newton.
0: Right. And I think that makes the most sense, <clears throat> you know, about being flexible. And we got to be understanding that those situations do pop up kind of out of the blue. And it really hurt a team, obviously, and can do quite a bit of damage if, you know, you're – Oh, Cam Newton goes down. Well, There's a starting quarterback for you. Um, so, yeah, no, I think that's a great ruling.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll know all the people that aren't going to play on Saturdays. You know, I get all the updates Saturday evening, Saturday night, when all the test results come in, and that's the last round of testing they do is on Saturday, and they'll get those. I believe they get those results Saturday night, not Sunday morning. So we'll know if there's a COVID outbreak ahead of Sunday's games. So the really the only concern is if you got some Monday some Monday night players that you're concerned about because their results for their tests won't come back until sometime on Sunday, so those are probably the right. ones you, that you're going to want to be making calls out on which players you want. And if you got a Monday night quarterback or kicker or defense or something like that, you probably want to um, announce a roster move that you would make to replace that quarterback or something like that or um right just to be safe and if you just say i want a different kicker and i'll drop my kicker or i'll drop my defense and replace then that works too but monday night sure. teams and-
0: yep those are yeah those will be tricky actually i didn't really even think about that um to make these roster call outs do we are you is it easiest for you if that's just a text to the to the rest of the group so everyone knows
1: yeah, just do it a text of the group, unless you're Clarkin, who's got, um, I don't know, poor person mobile or whatever he's got that he has to do it through Snapchat. That's fine too. Um, but yeah, just make a call out. If it's a player that's not on your team, you're probably going to want to make the call out, you know, 11 to noon on Sunday, because if that player gets picked up, you know, you call it out on Saturday at 6 p.m., but someone actually needs that player and is going to start that player Sunday morning with like a waiver claim mm-hmm. or something like that, you know, it's going to go to whoever actually makes the move. Um, but right. we won't... that was
0: actually going to be my next question.
1: Yeah, but we won't worry. I won't worry so much about, you know, if someone goes and picks up like five tight ends that everyone declares they want, and now they're like a waiver player on Sunday and you can't pick them up, we're not going to worry about that. All right. So if it says waivers, because you can't actually get them till Wednesday, you can have them. I'll make the move that you can have them if you need them. As a replacement because of that weird waiver period. We'll just not worry about that, right. that rule on Sundays. But I would still make it on Sundays because priority is going to go to someone who actually makes a move over someone who's making a potential move, which may not happen. Right. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. And we'll just take it all in stride. I mean, that's really all we can do at this point. And um, I was saying earlier before we started this, you know, I kind of feel like this is, I mean, baseball had their kind of COVID scare when the Cardinals missed. You know, however many games, um, and then after that, we really didn't hear about it. So I'm 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 optimistic and hoping that this is what that is. Now I know you mentioned it. sounded like Las Vegas had a report uh, today.
1: Yeah, Las Vegas had a report today. They put a guy in the COVID reserve list, but that also doesn't mean they have COVID. That could also just mean they had close contact with someone else who has COVID. It could be like a family member or something mm-hmm. like that um and there's also been a lot of false positives i mean the saints had a false false positives kansas city's quarter backup quarterback who supposedly had it had a false positive um so those things are going to change pretty quickly and they may be on the covid list and they may be immediately off the covid list right after it so you don't know for sure um but but yeah so I, i don't know but las vegas may be the one to keep an eye on the next couple days
0: Yep. Good to know. Very good to know. So, um, well, with that, I think that gives us a pretty good idea at least of what we'll do and and it's, it's going to have to be fluid. I mean, it has been, I think the league did a really good job last week of making it all work and you know, we'll, we'll find a way Whether there's a will, there's a way, right?
1: Exactly. And we'll just, you know, I'm not going to, we're, we're not going to worry about voting on that sort of stuff. Cause no one will be able to make a decision that fast and, People just throw what they think, and then I'll just make a call on Saturdays. So it'll always be Saturdays, um, unless it's a weird Monday night situation or something like that. Cool. Perfect, perfect.
0: All right, well, with that all said, let's move away from a boring topic of topic of COVID, um, and let's take a look at what went down last week in week four of the League of Swole Men. Uh, pretty fun week, a lot of... Uh, pretty close games that kind of became nail biters toward the end. Um, but we're going to kick it off with Granger and Sather's um, matchup last week. And we saw Sather move to 4-0, and oh, the only undefeated guy left, um, and knocking Granger down to 500. looked like the score was 1555 half. It's 137 and a half. What did you uh, see out of this matchup last week? Well,
1: I mean, high-scoring game, you know, Sather had quite a disadvantage by not having uh, Derrick Henry in there. So this was kind of a good week to capitalize on that. But Freeman still put up double-digit points, and now Sather gets to ride Derrick Henry the rest of the year without buy. So I think that's unfortunate for the rest of us.
0: (laughs) No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, so he must have subbed in. Uh, Freeman there for him, huh? I didn't notice that earlier this week.
1: Yeah, he must have made the move when they announced the buy. But you know, Granger's team, I think, is really just three guys, and that was all of his points. So I don't know if Granger's team is going to be able to survive the the full length of a schedule. What do you think? Yeah,
0: it's going to be tough. Um, I mean, anytime you lose, and we talked about this. Anytime you lose your your one, one pick, um, you know, McCaffrey going down, it's going to be a grind. Um, you know, I, I do like the, the CD lamb flex that he had CD obviously had a huge week last week, kind of his breakout week. Um, Odell had an, a great week too. And then, I mean, Rogers right now, I mean, that he looks like the old Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, those were the three guys that, did all the scoring for him basically. Um, I still think he has a good team. It's just going to be a little harder. I think it's going to be that second running back spot that he's really going to have to figure something out because it's not like David Johnson's a real stud <laughs> compared to Christian McCaffrey. I think that's where it's going to get a little tricky for him.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's got Mostert coming back at some point and maybe DeAndre Swift becomes something. But I think Granger's team, like I think I said earlier, is just either going to be a uh a low floor team or a high ceiling team, you know, with Beckham and Lamb and AJ green and uh, Hopkins. I mean, I think they, they got high ceilings, but Odell and Lamb and AJ green clearly have pretty low floors at times too. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They're kind of Odell's kind of been, I mean, I think Tanner picked him as like his breakout player of the year this year, Um, which I don't disagree with at all. I mean, I, like you said, the ceiling's super high on him. He's just such a kind of a boomer bust guy. And he could say that, I guess, about a lot of receivers, um, depending on their matchups and, and what have you. But, you know, we'll we'll just ha- kind of have to wait and see. I'm interested in seeing what uh, what he'll do moving forward and if he's on the waiver wires here coming up this week.
1: Yeah, we'll see. You know, but, I mean, I guess I got to get your thoughts on Sather. I mean, when do you think Sather's reign of wins is going to end?
0: I don't know. I don't know if there's much of an end in sight. Um, you know, his team's really good. Russ is having a hell of a year. Um, like you said, now he has Derrick Henry for the rest of the season. Aaron Jones has been phenomenal. Cooper's a great receiver. The Robbie Anderson pickup that one paid off this week. Um, he's just, he's got a really solid team and he's, he's got a pretty deep team too. I, I like the Emmanuel Sanders on his bench. Um, He's also got his handcuff and Jamal Williams, who had a pretty productive week this week as well, so I don't know man i he's he's definitely my favorite to uh to run the table a little bit here,
1: yeah, I can't say the last if we've ever had someone run the table or not, but you know I think Sather's got a a decent chance at it anytime you have your you know your number one pick. Uh, on by and are able to pull out the win and still put up 150 plus points. I mean, that's, that's a good sign that your team is solid all the way through. Mm,
0: no, absolutely. He's, uh, he's going to be brutal to beat. He's got the most points score in the league now too. Um, actually, oh, if i take that back. Darian still does by like 0. 0.7 or right points. Yeah. 0. 0.7, it looks like. So, um, Darian lost this week so I mean it could happen we'll see you never know like, that's the fun thing about fantasies you just you never know I mean Sather's team goes from averaging uh what is that like 100 almost 160 points a week to eventually he's got to have a down week that that's how I look at it. eventually you got to have one where Russell sucks Jones doesn't do anything receivers don't catch balls whatever may happen
1: Yeah, we'll see how the season goes. I mean, if you look at Russell's stats last year, he was like a top two, top three quarterback for the first half. And then Seattle just kind of, you know what, to actually win games and lock up wins, we need to pound the ball and went back to that. So we'll see. You know, there's a lot of players that have those hot streaks and they kind of teeter off in the end. And, you know, then there's the hot streak players at the second half of the year. So I don't know if if Sad has just got all the front half hot players or not.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. He's on that uh, that MVP revenge tour right now, so we'll see what happens. Um, let's move on here. We'll we'll move on to the next matchup. That was from last week. Um, we had Darian's first loss of the season, um, which was kind of surprising to me, but losing to uh, Mister Steve Mortel, who I'd beat the week prior. God, I wish I could have talked about that more. I, hopefully, I get to play Steve again. I can talk more shit about that. But um, he hands Darian his first loss of the season, 151 to 136. What'd you see out of this one?
1: Well, as I've always said with Darian's team, it's that RB two spot's going to be kind of his uh, his linchpin, and his quarterback Matt Ryan definitely didn't show up. I mean, it's hard to mm-hmm. if you you know, it's kind of like playing to Mahomes in real life. If you're playing against Mahomes, you know he's going to get twenty to 30 maybe more points so you got to make sure you have a quarterback that can that could match that and Daring's didn't didn't come out to play this week
0: Yeah no doubt um I think mean, there was a drive where Atlanta was driving down the field last night and kind of methodically you know getting down there getting down there and then I don't remember if they missed a field or what happened that drive but then Roger makes like four passes and they're down you know, in the end zone for Green Bay, he just made it look so easy. It was like, oh, man, it just kind of a rough look last night for Matty Ice.
1: Yeah, I don't know. This might be I was talking to my boss and he said this 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 may be the fall of Matt Matt Ryan. I mean, maybe Atlanta uses one of the maybe they lose out quite a bit and take a top pick on a quarterback.
0: Probably not a bad call I mean he's been down there for so damn long it's it'd be It'd be weird to see a different quarterback in Atlanta, but um, what do you think of Dalvin this year because I mean he's you know kind of the center stone here on on Darian's team, and to be quite honest, I expected Delvin to be really great out the gate, which he has been He's been really good, very productive, but he's never made it through a whole season. Do you think that this production keeps going or <laughs> What's his future gonna look like I, I
1: mean i I don't see why you you would think it won't keep going. I mean he was so good last year and then he just got hurt I mean it's all just health with him I mean he's clearly a really good good player you know i'm my my concern is you know, can Steve win a week without one of his guys scoring forty plus <laughs> I mean, yeah yeah
0: that is very true that's. Cause yeah, Kittle yeah, that was Kittle this week. Um, what was Kamara last week? Didn't Kamara Kamara did pretty yeah. well last
1: week. At least? Kamara had a huge remember. week last week, and then Mahomes had a huge week after the, you know before that. So I mean, he's gotten giant weeks out of his. He's gotten a forty-plus point week, I think, outside of maybe week one. I'm not sure what his week one looked like, but he's at least gotten forty points out of somebody. I mean, that's that's hard to beat. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, no, without a doubt. And I mean, when you look at his, his bench and we've talked about, we talked about this last time on going into uh, uh, what was that week two with the buys coming up, when you look at his bench, I just, I guess when all these buys start happening, what does Steve do then? I mean, are you really going to stick Randall Cobb in for someone like Keenan Allen? Um, how do you win? How do you win with that?
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's going to be the problem with most teams. You know, buys are always suck, especially if you got multiple in one week. I mean, like like Darian, or I should say, sorry, Sather, did you know he snuck by and he got a player through his bye week? You know, so we'll have Deontay Johnson, you know, at least wide receiver one, wide receiver two mm-hmm. for Pittsburgh, available every week going forward. So at least he can rotate him in as needed. But, yeah, I mean, bye weeks are going to be hard to navigate for a lot of teams, especially some of these teams that have been hit with some injuries or just haven't been able to kind of hit the waiver wire maybe as hard as they wanted.
0: Yeah, no, without a doubt. And it's is—it's hard every every year, I think. Um, I'm interested, too, in Singletary. Um, Well, I guess I just expected Zach Moss to be doing more. By now, I didn't really think that Singletary would – I thought he would have goofed up and lost that starting job already, but um, he had a pretty productive week this week, and I know that Moss will be back, so he's probably going to take a hit on carries, but plus week at least this week for him. Is that a guy you think that's going to keep like playing even? I <laughs> hate to say that, but.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's he had a great week, and I think he's going to get th- – He's going to get still the same amount of touches that it probably got this past week. It's just going to come down to receptions and goal line work. You know, Singletary's always downfall is going to be the goal line work and those touchdowns. So I think you just got to temper your expectations with Singletary. But if you got Singletary as your number two to Kamara, I think you're probably fine at that running back position. It's kind of like Darian's Dalvin Cook to David Montgomery. He's probably fine with that combo.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. It kind of ends up even itself out a little bit is the way I look at it. And it's like, I have a great, you know, I have a great RB1. Your RB2 doesn't have to be a a machine at that point. We will move on here to uh, Mr. Zabadal took on Tanner in the hunting ground. Tanner putting up. Um, this week's lowest points, uh, scoring 106.9, and Zach had beaten him with a score of 122. So, pretty low scoring affair in this duel, um, but Zach sneaks out another win and is 3-1. and one. Do you think that's something Zach's going to... I feel like he's kind of been sneaking out a couple wins here early on.
1: Yeah, he's definitely been sneaking out wins, and he's been sneaking out trade deals with Max, too. So, I mean, <laughs> you look at Zach's team, and... James Conner, his bye's gone, and Michael Thomas coming back probably this week, and he's dead. I start getting real nervous at Zach's team.
0: Yeah, I would totally agree. I really like the Justin Jefferson uh, play this week, though. Boy, that guy had a coming out party finally.
1: Yeah, we were with Zach. Two, I was with Zach two weeks ago during the games, and it seemed like every touchdown was on his bench. Mark Johnson was trying to <laughs> trying to make the claim that he wanted to join the league but he just wanted Zach's bench players and that was going to be his team (laughs)
0: uh yeah well that's never good (laughs) that's pretty tough um yeah yeah and how long is Michael Thomas out I mean obviously that's a that's going to help him it looks like he's down in his IR
1: yes well he's from my understanding he wasn't put on IR so he can come back at any time and from what I'm what I'm hearing is that this is probably the week they are anticipating being able to get him back, or at least probably his first real shot at coming back. Um, mm-hmm. But Tuesdays are usually not a very good indicator of practice. You got to kind of wait till right. those Thursday Fridays before you kind of get an idea of whether they're going to play. But I, I kind of anticipate Michael Thomas being back. Can he
0: have him on his IR then? Is he cheating the system here?
1: Well, you You can have him on your IR, but you're not then able to make any moves in terms of waivers if that player's not eligible anymore. So technically, they can sit there. He could sit Michael Thomas without making any waiver moves from whenever Michael Thomas is removed from out status for the rest of the year. He just wouldn't be able to make any waiver moves. It's so... Uh. Rules, man. Yeah, it's just kind of a Rules. A, That's why you're here. a fluky thing in there. But what do you what do you think of Tanner's team? I mean, he 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 played the backup running backs and got a big week out of Latavius Murray.
0: Yeah, he did. um I <laughs> really was that. When I saw that, I sat in the group uh text that was going on. I think it was Hagee that had called that out. Um, And I looked, and I was like, holy smokes, that is a ballsy move. He must know something I don't. Turns out he does. (laughs) That was a great play. Um, I really expected Jonathan Taylor to have a lot better game uh, against Chicago. Just because playing in Chicago, I feel like teams always want to run the ball um, because it's so windy all the time. And normally it's cold. It didn't look like it was cold this week. But expected a bigger game out of him. I still think that dude's the workhorse there. I think he's going to have a better week. I don't think we see Tanner score – 106 very often this year. I think this was just kind of a down week overall for his team.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, Tanner's, Tanner's team is odd. I mean, it's, I, have kind of been disappointed Jonathan Taylor, you know, he, Wisconsin, he's, you always see one of those 50, 60 yard breakout runs. And I feel like he's got no big or highlight play. He just kind of grinds out five, six yard runs every once in a while or that sort of thing. I just, it just hasn't been there for me on that. but Yeah,
0: and I know I talk about this one every week, um, but the Julian Edelman, I still really like that. Um, I know last week, obviously, not having Cam in, um, I don't think helped very much. But, you know, as soon as Cam's back, I still think Edelman's going to be a good receiver. His receivers are a strong point of the team when you got Tariq Hill and Diggs. Um, I think he's kind of going to be banking off those guys having – half in big years.
1: Yeah. He's got three great receivers and Hill digs. And when Godwin gets back, it sounds like he won't be back this week, mm-hmm. but the week after. So I don't know, it'll be intriguing. Maybe to see if Tanner's one of those guys that, you know, at, uh, one and three, if he needs to, maybe he makes a move, you know, maybe he moves one of his receivers for a running back or just downgrades his receivers and adds himself a competent tight end as Tanner seems to be searching the waiver wire every single week for a tight end, and Chris Herndon didn't give him much of anything this week.
0: No, that's pretty tough. Um, only getting two <laughs> this last week's pretty brutal. Doesn't look like he's really projected to do much next week either. Tight ends are tough, though. We've talked about that quite a bit. That uh, yeah, if you don't have a good tight end, it kind of is just a waiver game at that point. I've been playing it too, so I I get how that goes.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately the. Biggest piece person to take advantage of is Max, and Zach grabbed everybody that was good off of Max's team. So maybe, maybe there's a trade in there <laughs> with Zach that Tanner can go for.
0: Yeah, yeah, these, yeah, find a running back somewhere. Um, we'll move on to uh, Corey Granger and Evan Egamo's matchup that just saw. Uh, uh, Corey come back and win 146 to 136 against Evan, dropping Evan now to one and three and is in third place of the Saint Croix Falls division, um, and moving Corey to back up to 500, being two and two this year. Um, pretty close game. It was kind of a nail biter, but again, you know we see a guy with Joe Mixon that has over 40 points. Tough to overcome if you're if you're Evan at that point.
1: Yeah, it is tough. I mean, like we said with Steve's team, I mean, if you can get a 40 point game out of someone, I mean, that's maybe two, three players matches two or three players from the other side. And it doesn't matter if you're, you know, you know, your other top running back gets hurt and is going to be out for a couple of weeks. I mean, the 40 points covers for both. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. And I mean, Corey had that and, and Dak. So that basically like Austin Eckler only had two points. Austin Eckler didn't even need to play, just having Dak and Joe mixing was almost enough to beat beat Evan this week.
1: Yeah, it would. It was Evan. You know, Evan was one of the guys who did make a move. You know, Evan was trying to scrape away a win, and you know, it didn't work this week. But you know, I don't know. What do you think of Evan's team? You think he he can get over the his one win hump, or do you think he's going to be just kind of floating it out in obscurity for the rest of the year?
0: Yeah, I think he's screwed. Um, I don't really think he has much of a chance at this point. He's got to play me here pretty soon. That's going to be pretty rough for him. So I, I just – I don't have a lot of confidence in Evan's team. Uh, Drew Brees has shown his age. He looks terrible. Uh, Zeke is Zeke. So, I mean, you kind of know what you're going to get out of Zeke. Obviously, that was the second pick of the draft. Um you know, I look at Melvin Gordon, and you know he puts up 25 this week, almost 26. I don't think that's very repeatable out in Denver. Um, Mike Evans is good, but I mean, after that, it's just kind of a bunch of uh, you know, hope they hit players. I mean, anytime you're starting AP in your flex spot, I mean, I know AP's gotten a lot of touches, but he doesn't have that big play ability, and he's not going to receive a lot of passes. I mean, we'll see. I I just I don't expect a whole ton out of out of evan this year
1: yeah i think think you're right i think he needs one of those you know guys that hasn't really performed this year and could be a a league winner monster plays a lot of you know touchdowns a lot of catches you know an aj brown type would be perfect to have him be able to float into his flex spot here in a week or two so maybe he can uh go get aj brown back from clarkin or something
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Sammy Watkins has the kind of the boom ability, if you will. Um, But it's not consistent. So I think once we start seeing buys, I think he's going to have a tough time. But, you know, we'll find out Uh, the the season will tell us. Let's take a look here at Clarkin losing, I believe, his second straight. Or, excuse me, you lost. Never mind, Ben. <laughs> Clarkin's 2-2, two 126-120. Two, to 120. Again, a really close week. Did you think you were going to pull this one off? Well, or?
1: I lost by six points. So, unfortunately, if either of my four running backs or my two wide receivers or my tight end or my defense – If any of them would have scored at least one touchdown combined, I would have won. But unfortunately nobody (laughs) scored a touchdown except Josh Allen. So I lost. So (laughs) going into Monday, I didn't really think I had a chance in reality, but Calvin really scored a big old zero gave me an opportunity, but you know, one half of Julio wasn't enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is tough. Um, I know you got Jet McKinnon on the bench. Is that a guy you're going to start throwing in the, the starting lineup mix a little bit now? Yeah,
1: he's been in and out of my lineup. I mean, I've, I've I kind of have a rotation of, you know, Ronald Jones, Miles Gaskin and Jet McKinnon is kind of my three. Of those guys need to fill in my flex. And unfortunately, you know, if I just said, screw it. Not going to risk Clyde Edwards, Hilaire and New England, Kansas city and just kept Jet McKinnon and I would have won, but you know, I think there's just a it's just gonna be a rotation there and I'm probably gonna mess up the right one to play every week, but
0: <laughs> Right, I know how that goes. Does uh Julio not have any touchdowns? Is that kind of freak no. you out?
1: I mean he scored he's what he scored twenty four, twenty five points week one without scoring a touchdown, and I'm not as concerned I'm more concerned about him ever playing again than I am concerned with him actually scoring a touchdown. <sighs>
0: That's very fair. That is very fair. Um, you know, now getting to play Clarkin's team, I'll be asked Clarkin. I think in week one or week two, I had said is one of my favorite teams in the league. Um, he's making me want to kind of backpedal on that. Also, what do you what do you think of his team now? Uh, after well, he's he's
1: got two. a lot of receivers, which he probably needs to move one of those. He's got five mm-hmm. receivers if you count AJ Brown, who's now through his bye and hope likely healthy, and he. Got Kareem Hunt who's now the lead back for Cleveland. So, I mean, he certainly could use some quarterback help and maybe a little bit of upgraded running back or another a little bit of running back depth, but I I still think he's got a really strong team and he's got a lot of a lot of options there, but I do think DJ Shark is overperforming a little bit considering he's not even averaging the most targets per game on his own team right now.
0: Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that one. But he does have tons of receivers. I mean, Devontae Adams will eventually come back. He'll be able to stick him in, you know, quarterback-wise. I think he's going to become one of those – he's got Joe Burrows and he's got uh, Goff. And to me, those guys can be extremely similar in a fantasy perspective where he might turn to flipping a quarter and deciding who he's going to play. I hate being in that position. I've been in it before. Um what do you think? I mean, your thoughts on those two, and, and well, what would you do
1: if you were Clark? I mean, I was lucky enough to get Josh Allen, but you just got to do what I do almost every year, and that's just Matt stream quarterbacks. You can't, you know, maybe you got one guy you'd like for mm-hmm. the whole year, kind of, and you keep them on your bench, and then you just keep rotating the other one matchup-wise, or you got to think two, three weeks ahead in some instances, and just try to play the matchup game, you know. But sometimes it doesn't work. You know, Giants should be a good matchup, and Unfortunately, Goff just, yeah, just didn't didn't work out.
0: out. Yep, no, that's tough. And I have total karma this week. I don't know if it's for not doing the podcast last week or for saying that Kareem Hunt should jump off a bridge, but with uh, our next matchup, looking at my squad, um, you know, obviously Nick Chubb goes down. That one hurts. That hurt me a ton. Still won this week. Uh, one thirty-three to one twenty-four against the winless Max and uh, you know all of Zabdiel's backups. Um, do you think Max is going to win a game this year? Is he going to be? I'm pretty
1: confident he'll be doing the punishment. And you know what? I'm going to boldly say I don't think he does win a game. <laughs> I mean, when you're already streaming quarterbacks, already streaming tight ends, already streaming your flex options because you don't have good enough flexes on your bench to even fill out a roster you're in deep trouble. So, I mean, unless he's going to, you know, maybe he can move Drake or Ingram or Robinson and pick up two viable starters and just downgrade one for two. I think Max is in a, uh, uh, Max is in a lot of trouble.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I was uh, <laughs> pretty worried. I was going to fricking lose him because Alan Robinson kind of flipping touchdown pass and, at the end of the game and I was like classic fucking garbage time right here, um, which put him up. God, what was it? I think it was 10 or something, 10 or so. And all I had on Monday was Todd Gurley who I don't have a lot of faith in Todd Gurley. I mean, at this point, like he's, he's worked out really well. Um, It's just like, I'm just kind of waiting for that knee to explode. And I feel like Atlanta's waiting for the knee to explode. Gurley's waiting for it. So like, the fact he scored two touchdowns, great, loved it. Something I'm not counting on with Nick Chubb now out. Um, you know, this week I guess it does force my hand to play Antonio Gibson now. Um, I've kind of just been sitting on that one, but um, I'm I, you know having your you know my first round pick go out. Boy, I really felt like yeah, I'm you got to be careful
1: calling players out by name, Shane. I think that, that you know in a little bit you deserved it, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but
0: I did. I did <laughs> I mean, I yeah, totally call him out, tell the guy he should jump off a bridge, um, you know, hopefully he doesn't jump off a bridge, and I love all the NFL players, everyone's great, um, but my Mike Davis, we talked about Mike Davis and I spent a bit of cash on getting Mike Davis. that's been working out, boy, that dude has just been a plug and play dream, yeah, I mean you me so can't
1: ask for much more than what he's given you. It's just you know, is this going to be the last week? you get that out of them because McCaffrey will be eligible next week. Or, you know, maybe, maybe go talk to Granger and maybe see if Granger's got something he can send you back just in case McCaffrey gets hurt again. Granger's got his backup then, but I'm intrigued to see what you do there. Do you just hold them or do you, do you move them?
0: We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I was thinking about shooting Granger attacks. Um, you know, seeing if you wanted that handcuff or not, but, um, You know, the guy's been – he's been tearing it up. He uh, Obviously, he's he's no Christian McCaffrey. Let's get that straight off the bat. But back-to-back weeks over 20, pretty hard to uh, not be happy with that. I mean, he's been – he has been great. He's been kind of a lifesaver. Without him this week, I lose. So, I'm not sure what I'll do without him um, when McCaffrey comes back. But I love Christian McCaffrey. I hope he returns (laughs) safely. There. I'm not going to say anything bad about anybody <laughs> um out of so far looking at the uh divisions here and kind of what uh where we're sitting with everyone um the St. Paul division we have uh Steve Still on top 3 and 1 do you think Steve would have expected to be 3 and 1 when we had him on he did not no, sound very hopeful I, I think... for the season
1: I think if you ask Steve, did you expect that he would say yes? Because Steve's always just that like confident guy. That oh yeah, I'm gonna be the best. But when it comes to fantasy football, I think deep down he he knows that he's uh, he's out kicking his coverage right now. I mean, he's got a good team, but you know this this is <laughs> this is Steve's is. chance to make a run for it. I don't know the next. I don't know when he's gonna have as good of a team as he's got this year. So I think this is when he's got to try to capitalize.
0: Right. Yeah. He should have jumped all over the bottom feeder in that division, Max, who's owned 4 for some of those trades before all got to him. But hey, what are you going to do? Um, yeah. So Steve's leading that division. Corey's in second. Um, only a game behind him. And the Max so is obviously in last. The Grantsburg division. Yeah. He's done. He's just, <laughs> dude, checked out after week two. Have we had a sooner checkout? He's easy. He's, he's out of it. Shit. That was week one. That was week one. He sent out the text saying,
1: I'm done. He (laughs) he recognized it quick, and he was was out.
0: Yeah, he was at a truck stop out in eastern Wisconsin just saying, this is enough. Enough is enough. (laughs) He quit. (laughs) Oh, Max. Um, In the Grantsburg division, we have our only uh, undefeated team left, and Sather – Uh, Clarkin is two games behind them, two and two, and then Tanner, one and three. Um, Do you think Tanner is a team – I think Yari maybe had talked about this a little bit, but is Tanner a team at one and three that can kind of climb back up the ladder and potentially make the playoffs? I think he
1: probably can. And when I think, you know, we look at the games this week, I'll be able to kind of go through his roster a little bit more and what I – where I think he's going to be able to pick up some some extra points and some extra wins, but I don't think Tanner's team is, you know, as out of it as his record may 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 seem.
0: Right. No,pe I would totally agree with you there. Um, the Saint Croix Falls division um, has Darian on top at three and one. I am in second, two and two. Objects objects in your mirror closer than they appear, Darian, um, and then Evan. Uh, my bus team, boyfriend chameleon, one and three now. Two games back in that division. Um, I don't. I really don't see Darian having any problem in our division. I do think he has the best team. I will say that. Um, and so at this
1: point, yeah, kind of
0: playing for a wild card, hoping I can sneak are myself How are you feeling about that hand. wild
1: card spot right now?
0: Uh, currently not great, not phenomenal. Um, but you know, I did. I have won uh, two in a row. So after the 0-2 start, I've won two in a row. Um, I'm not the lowest-scoring lowest, lowest scoring team. I've also taken on some pretty heavy hitters to start the season off and have the second-most points scored against me. So i got to figure that the fantasy gods eventually even that out, um, hopefully. But, you know, two wins against two teams I probably should have beat. So I'm happy about it. <laughs> There's a shot at Steve. Um, and the your division here. Uh, the hugo division we got zab on top three and one granger two and two right behind him, and then you coming in right now one and three what does it feel like
1: to yeah be one and three? I, I mean i feel okay with it i probably deserve to be one and three with just some of the you know not career season ending bad luck but just weekly bad luck with some injuries and things like that and i zach squeaked out a win on me clarkin squeaked out the win here i've had some close games but I think Zach's – if Max didn't make that trade, Zach would have been a fall to grace team where he's not really putting up that many points, but with his backups that he's got sitting on his bench, he hasn't been able to play yet. He, I might be in the same boat as you where I'm just fighting for a, a wild card spot with already uh, two games back.
0: Right. Yep, I'm waiting for those buys to hit. I still think – well, I think you're in the same boat too where I feel like our benches are deep and – can make it through buys a little less scathed than, um, you know, the majority of the other teams. Not saying everyone's benches suck. I don't want to hear that from a bunch of people, but um, you know, I clearly have the best bench. So, um, all right, let's move on to, so right now, I mean, if, if we were to go to the playoffs right now, you and I are both out, obviously, say, number one, um, Daring would be number two. We got Steven at number three. Again, I don't think he thinks that he'd be there at this point, but it's great. Um, Zab at four, Granger at five, and then uh, Corey, um, who I still think has the best photo. I for have. The team this I, year. I I have agree with that? you.
1: I think he had it. I think he had it last year. Even that's <laughs> pretty great.
0: Oh, did he? Oh, I didn't even notice him last year. Um, but he would round out our playoffs currently, just missing the cut. You're seven and eight seed. Seven being Mister Clarkin, and then your eight seed being myself. So. I know, I'd say
1: I got,
0: I got a shot. We'll see. Yeah, cool. we'll see how it pans out. Um, let's see. Want to go through next week yeah, and why, make some why uh, not? predictions?
1: Is there a game you want to start with there? Why not?
0: Yes. Let's go ahead. Oops. <laughs> Let me click on the right page first. That's going to help us out. Um, let's take a look at uh, what should be a pretty good matchup, I think, and. Uh, in Zabedal and Granger, Tina. This, this is, week. I mean,
1: divisional game. So this is this is a big game for both of them. You know, Zach gets to mm-hmm. put, you know, keep. Zach would get up to a two-game that- lead on Granger and myself, even if I won. And if Granger, Granger wins that and I win that division, gets a little bit more smushed. So this could be a this could be a big week for Zach.
0: we want all the smush well, that, that's certainly true fun. it makes
1: the end of the year a little bit more exciting
0: <laughs> yes absolutely uh who do you got in this who do you i, I think
1: win? i think michael thomas comes back and i think james Conner is gonna be put into the starting lineup zach doesn't have in there yet and i think zach's gonna be a a heavy favorite but what are your thoughts
0: Yeah, it'd be hard not to agree with you on that. Um, just, yeah, I mean, Connors and Thomas coming back, that that makes Zach's team really good. Um, I'm interested to see, you know, what Granger does. I I really f- kind of feel like Granger's just got to hold on until next week, until McCaffrey comes back. So if he can squeak out a win this week, um, I definitely see him being a second-half team, that's for sure. But this is a big week. Like you said, you don't want to, you know, dig yourself a monstrous hole where zadwal has got this huge game lead. Now you're just battling with everyone else for a bunch of, you know, wild card spots. Um, but yeah, I just, I look at Zabball's team and if the cards get played right for him yeah. this week, so he, I, uh, I mean, I think I'm taking Zach,
1: him. but you got, a, you got a gut feeling that any anybody on either of these teams goes for a, a 40 burger.
0: Forty burger. Hmm. huh. Well, Odell won't. He just did. CD Lamb had a great week last week, so he's gonna suck. Uh, Justin Tucker. I don't know. I love that guy. Um. If he went for a forty, you imagine that. That'd I be care, insane.
1: I'd, I'd <laughs> probably quit.
0: I would never play again. Um. I don't know. I mean, Kyler Murray at the Jets. I, I do like that. I think that could be a good one. Chris Carson, I think, is going to tear up the Vikings come Sunday night. Um, I would say those are probably my favorite. Well, two. I think L- if L- L- Kyler Murray is going to go off
1: against mind. the Jets, I think Granger's going to have to hope everything goes to DeAndre. So I think you're right. I think it's going to be Murray or Hopkins. And I yeah. think if if it's rushing, Granger loses, and if it's funneled to Hopkins, Granger might have a shot if you can, you know, Hopkins can outscore Kyler Murray by you know 15 points, maybe 12 points.
0: Right. You always got to kind of like that. I've always liked that when somebody's quarterback's thrown to my wide receiver. <laughs> always makes things a little... So who are you picking in this game? A bit. I'm still going to go with Zach. I just... I just think his team's got... Yeah, I'm going with Zach, too. I think
1: it's, it's... There's no buys for Zach, and his team is just going to be too loaded up once he adjusts his lineup. Right. No, I totally agree. I think that Steam's good.
0: I mean, it's just going to be when buys come up, it's going to hurt them, so we'll see how it goes, but all right, both pick and Zach. Um, the next one we'll take a look at is the 3-1 Darian Hagedorn team taking on the hunting ground in Tanner. What do you like in this matchup? What players are you kind of...
1: Well, I think Tanner's got some, it? Interesting in it, some interesting players. I think, you know, does Josh Kelly come back from a Few fumbles the past couple of weeks and be kind of that featured back for the Chargers. You know, that could be a high scoring game with the Chargers in New Orleans, and Josh Kelly's probably going to have to be a focal point there. Um, you know, I just think Tanner really needs Chris Godwin back to kind of solidify his roster. Whereas Darien's going to just run with the same roster. He's going to run every single week until buys hit, and then he's going to hopefully have it a replacement during buys. But I mean, Darian's team is what it is. I mean, you—it's going to be that same roster every week. There's no moving people, moving parts on Darian's team.
0: Yeah, it's pretty uh pretty locked in. What uh, backup running back does Tarrant play this I, week? I don't know.
1: I mean, he's he's gonna he's probably gonna have to go with one <laughs> of them, you know, unless he unless he you know maybe he makes a goes back to the yeah. the double New England play, but I think without uh, Cam Newton, he's stuck. But I bet he sticks with Latavius Murray or you know he could go to the maybe he sneaks in Frank Gore there against the Cardinals and hopes that the Jets change it up and just pound the ball.
0: Yeah, and just say, here you go, Gore. Get yourself to that rushing title, baby. Um who do you like in this one? I'm I'm gonna go Darian. I just
1: I'm gonna go, go Darian too, pretty, but uh, I think it's gonna be right I think it's gonna be a close game. I think Tanner's I think Tanner's big three of Taylor, Tyree Kill, and Diggs have have monster weeks, and I think this thing comes out to a one forty six ish range for like Darian's projected for, but I think Tanner hits into that high one thirties this week.
0: Yeah, I like that. No, I totally agree. Yeah, his kind of big big three, I think, should have a big week too. Obviously, after last week, just kind of having. I'd say par weeks last week. I could expect them to bounce back. Let's move on. Let's see here. We got next uh, Nick Satter, Mr. Undefeated 4-0. Uh taking on Kyle Clarkin, who is at two and two. Um, right now Satter's projected to win by five. I expect this to be a bit closer, though, especially with Kareem Hunt now. Probably going to get most of the workload out there. Including.
1: Yeah, I mean this is this is another big week to beat Sather. He doesn't have a uh, Aaron Aaron Jones, so I mean this
0: mm-hmm. is. Yeah, he's going to have to yeah, plug and play is, Freeman is,
1: again. You know, if anyone's got extra running backs, maybe this is a week to go uh, try to make a move with Sather. But this would be a if you want to take advantage of Sather, you got probably three weeks to do it, and one week is gone, and this will be week two, and then whenever Russell's gone, that'll be. A third chance of trying to keep Sather from going uh undefeated, but I just I just don't think Clarkin's team can do it. His stable of receivers I just don't think are gonna be enough, especially if AJ Brown doesn't play.
0: Right, yeah, and having Devonte Adams out, well obviously on a bye um this week, that's not gonna help. Um I know it probably actually favors Clark in a bit that the Packers have a because He doesn't have to face Aaron Jones. Um, That is a really good receiver, obviously. And that's a lot of points that are being not going to be scored this week. Um, I'll be interested to see if Joe Burroughs has another good week. Obviously he did pretty well last week. Um, It's just tough with rookie quarterbacks. I mean, compared to Ross, I don't see that being a, a very fair matchup and,
1: yeah, I think, it's yeah, gonna I think Clarkin's going to be uh, dropping Jared Clark. Goff and hitting the the streamer wire again for quarterback cuz I just I just don't think he's going to play Joe Burrow against Baltimore. I just I don't I don't think I think Clarkin's smart enough to realize that's a bad matchup and probably not something I should do, but we'll see. I mean, he'll Yeah, I mean, he'll make the call especially at Baltimore. We'll, we'll see what he does, but I'm I'm going to go with Sather keeps a 5 and 0 streak going. What about you?
0: Yeah, I think he's gonna stay undefeated as well. Um I hate to say that out loud, but I think he does. I think he uh continues to kind of pound people and yeah, we'll see. One of one of the weeks, hopefully hopefully it's not true, but we don't know. Um you're gonna be taking on this week uh Steve Mortel, the three and one Steve Mortel. Um and he's got a pretty powerful Powerful lineup when you just look at some of his big names with uh, Mahomes and Kamara and and Kittle now being back. How do you feel about? Uh, facing well, I think off with Steve's Steve.
1: definitely got the firepower. I mean, he's got the he's got the heavy hitters and Mahomes and and Kamara. I mean, those are definitely the two best players in there. But I mean, I I think my team has been a lot quieter. But I think I got uh you know my flexes I think are going to be the difference if mm-hmm. I can hit my flex spots with either Jet McKinnon or Gaskin or Ronald Jones. If I can if I can hit the, the two of those three, if I can hit those right, I think I got a shot at Steve and I really need Julio Jones to actually play the whole game. That would be huge for me.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, not just a half. That would be massive. Um, you know I will be honest, I like Steve in this one. Um, I just think when you look at the big names, um, you know, I anticipate Kamara having a good week. It's everyone does. Right. But there's just so much firepower there. I just, it's going to be a tough, it's going to be tough, but um, we'll see what, well, oh, looks like he dropped his defense. So see what he does there. It's not really, I don't think that's going to be the make or break of this matchup by any means, but I'm I'm going to pick Steve
1: too. I think, unfortunately for me, I just don't think Steve's got any bad matchups with any of his players and I think even his flex plays where they're kind of question marks, he's got Deontay Johnson against Philly, which is a great matchup, and he's got Darius Slade against Dallas, which is they're going to have to score and throw it. So I I think Steve's just got the perfect matchups, and I think he's got a really strong team. So I, I'm i going to stick with Steve Beats me too, and I'm going to be scrambling at one and four to try to figure it out.
0: Yeah, that's going to be tough, man. Being one and four is pretty brutal. Um, Let's move on to the next one. Anyway, I don't want to sit here and just rip on you constantly. But um, we have probably the most lopsided matchup of the week. I bet you can guess who's playing.
1: I'm I'm guessing you're talking about yourself and Evan.
0: No, I wish. Talk talking about Max and Corey. Yeah. Yeah, this is to me, this is a no brainer. You got to pick Corey here. Um, I don't think Joe Mixon has the week that he just had, but he should be productive. Uh, Dak's obviously good. um, But I mean, I just look over at Max's team and he's projected 101 points, which has has to be the lowest projection so far. I understand he's missing a tight end right now, um, but I don't know what tight end's going to go out and score you a 40-verter to make this. Yeah, I really three. wanted
1: to say I wanted to pick Max because I don't think Corey's team is as strong as it once was. I don't think Le'Veon Bell comes back this week, in all honesty. Um, as much as he wants to come back, I don't think Adam Gase is going to let him come back. So then Corey's kind of figuring out who is he going to play out of his bench spots there. And he's got some interesting you know, receiver options and looks like maybe room to pick up a guy. But we'll. I, I just don't think it's going to matter. I think I think you're right. I think Corey's team, even with that last roster spot being who knows, and Jimmy Graham as his tight end, I think Max's lack of almost anybody competent to start on almost anybody's teams outside of Allen Robinson, I think is is going to be Max's downfall. And I just I just don't think Max is going to be able to pick up a win maybe at all this year.
0: Yeah, I don't either. We've had a couple guys get pretty close. Um, Darren obviously, last year was going for it. Thanks a lot, Murph, for wrecking that. I know you don't even listen to this, but. Um, and then was it two years ago? Murph actually didn't do very well. Wasn't it him that he had kind of a long, long run of? Uh, yeah, he might like, have. I, no I, don't, I, don't, I don't.
1: I don't remember it as well. I can certainly take a look back here and see if I can see any certainly winless, but. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think, I mean, I know it looks like 2018 Murph had seven seven wins. And for some reason it won't show me 2017 oh, oh at all. God. So I don't know what happened in 2017. But I think Darien's yeah, Darian's one win year Darian might be the worst the year this league's ever yeah. had. I think everyone, usually people are winning at least, looks like at least three games. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I mean it's you know you got to fall into three games. <laughs> you got to find someone that's not very good that you just lock out in every once in a while. But uh,
1: that was, a, yeah, it was an impressive. I think, year you got to go back to 2012 sure. when you get Max at two and eleven as the the next closest option of bad bad teams. Or so
0: <laughs> of Detroit Lions season. (laughs) Um, All right. And then our final matchup of the week, me against me boy, Evan. Um, I'm just going to state it now. Um, I'm picking myself. Oh, wait. Is it safe to say we both Yeah, as much as I don't really
1: think Corey's team is all that good because he's down two running backs this week, he's going to win. But Corey's team may be uh, rough sledding going forward here next couple weeks with buys.
0: Yeah. No, I would agree with that. He just doesn't have a ton on the bench. I don't think guys that he can supplement in that are uh, going to win him a lot of weeks moving forward. So I'm going to take Corey though, this week too, maybe his last one of the year. Um, we'll see. Anyway, all right, moving on <laughs> to uh, me and me boy Evan. Um, I'm obviously picking myself. I'll be picking myself probably the rest of the year until I play Darian again. Um I just look at my team and I look at Evans and Evan had a big week out of Melvin Gordon last week. Zeke's obviously Zeke. We know he's going to put up about 20 or 30 points every week, but I don't think Melvin Gordon has quite as good of a week. Um, Mike Evans is solid, but um, Sammy Watkins down as a flex boomer bust. I think that's going to be a big one this week because I'm going to have to play uh, Judy this week and Judy's been solid. I think this year he's kind of Right around that double digit every single week, but he doesn't have quite the uh, boom power that Mr. Sammy Watkins does. So that matchup, I guess, scares me a little bit. Um, outside of that, yeah, I think I, you're definitely the favorite know, here. Evan's really going to have to
1: swap Kenny Galladay out too because he's on bye and get a new get a new kicker. So you know the projections are a little off, but True. Evan's going to probably be playing Mike Evans, Sammy Watkins, Mike Williams, and any of those guys could catch a. 60-yard touchdown and really swing it towards Evan's way, but I just, you know, so I I think Evan's team has got, he's got a high potential low floor team, but I just, I don't see the Hayden Hurst, Tyler Higbee combo being able to beat your, you know, you're basically pretty, pretty solid lineup outside of your tight end spot.
0: Yeah, well, I'm going through the tight end carousel like a lot of other guys are right now in the league, and um, so far,
1: yeah, Logan Thomas was (laughs) is a weird weird option because he's got so many targets, but his like his depth of target is just so low, and his amount of actual balls he catches is so low that it's just it doesn't match. I mean, anybody who's getting seven, eight targets a you know a week, you know, it should be a should be a good play, but. It just does not seem to be working in that football team offense. So,
0: No, and that's why I grabbed him right away. I thought, okay, this dude's getting tons of targets. It should pan out into hopefully red zone targets, hopefully some touchdowns. It really hasn't. It just – I don't know. It's still early. I, I don't want to just keep running around. Yeah, I mean, that might be the spot you need to, to, either, you know, you need to I mean. try
1: to make a move or – get sneaky and try to find an an up-and-coming guy. You know, maybe you're dumping a bunch of money into Robert Tanyan and hoping he's your guy in the future after the big week he had Monday night. You know, hopefully I didn't spoil that move for the for you going into this week. But
0: Well, I'm not going to tell everyone I want to do, but, no, he's uh, on the radar. That's for sure. He's had a touchdown – well, obviously, he had, one, he had three Monday, but then he had one in the week before the week before that as well. So he's kind of Oh, on he definitely right is. Now. He's been Seems talked like he's up one of a Rogers lot favorites.
1: this summer, and Darian texted me about his other league, and he was worried because they weren't doing any COVID precautions, and he was worried the Casey game wasn't going to work. And he's like, well, I could just be stuck with a Packers tight end. And I said, right. dude, go get pick up Tanya. Tanya could have a good week. And I didn't think he'd have that good of a week, but <laughs> – look at that. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah I was going to say, yeah, well, man, you should be
0: making moves every week. Had, if you can. someone just like potentially deploy, that.
1: that was, it, that turned out well. He, it'll be interesting to see how much, you know, someone spends on him. I could see maybe Max going to drop a bunch of money on him too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've spent a lot of money, so I probably won't be able to hang in with the big ballers at this point, but, um, yeah, it is what it is. Um so I'm I think we picked the same
1: for everything. I think I'm going to go with the upset up? with Evan. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna get a big week out of Mike Evans with maybe okay. no other wide receivers of their top five playing because everybody's injured. And Mike Evans, I think, will play through it. And I think Watkins and Mike Williams or whoever he plays, you know, he just got to go for upside upside players. You know, and I think he's just got to. Find a guy who's going to catch a bomb. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Evan. I'm gonna change it up.
0: Yeah, yeah. nope I I uh, can respect that. Yeah. Otherwise, we did pick all of the uh, exact same picks. So going really quick right through me and Ben's picks this week, we both chose. Um, Uh, Zach to win this week excuse me. Um, Zach to win Darian to win, Sather to win Steve to win, Corey to win Ben picked Evan And I picked myself Um, Yeah, so one of us Will, I mean when our records show One of us will Yeah,
1: I mean we got something something (laughs) To to root for outside (laughs) of our own teams Even though I chose myself to lose But
0: (laughs) Right <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Um uh, no, that'll be fun though. Um we'll keep track of that actually. I know that we kinda missed that one the other week, but we'll keep track. See how we do. Um any like uh of these matchups, I guess any of them that you're kinda looking forward to outside of yourself, or do you see one that kinda you think might be uh another? I mean, I'm watching like that Granger Zach
1: matchup and I really need Granger to win. I mean, whether I win or lose, I need my division to Zach to not start jumping ahead. And so I need, I need Zach and any Granger to beat Zach. And realistically, I need kind of need Zach's team to kind of fall apart. You know, I don't root for injuries, but, you know, maybe a, maybe a hammy appears on somebody on his team. So I know it's not going to be anything that's long-term hurts the person's future, but roughs them up a little bit, you know. Yeah, well, Chris Carson, Josh Jacobs yeah, little, tweak little that, that tweak yeah. of it the the Hammy that could oh, well, that could be helpful, guy. or maybe you know, <laughs> as Max said, maybe, you know, Zach's got James Conner, right, maybe, maybe James Conner's cancer comes back. I certainly hope not, but I mean, Max has been claiming it all year that that that's not why that's why you don't draft him. So <laughs> maybe this is the week.
0: This is it. <laughs> God, that would be terrible. Um, no, that would be my game of the week, though, too. I just think, yeah, one, that's probably like the biggest showdown in a division this week. And two, um, you know, I do think that when you look at the two teams, they really match up well. So that'll be a fun one. Uh, fun early kind of uh, primetime game. If we had primetime games in fantasy, yeah, that, that would it. be the one. would be the one to watch. All right. It'll be good. Um, any no, closing thoughts be, uh, for you, Ben? A good before week you wrap and I hope that
1: up. all the games are actually going to be played as they're supposed to, and I could use a wide receiver still. So if people want to make a shoot me a text with with some thoughts, I'm happy to to wheel and deal. You know, I'm not not looking to take advantage of anyone like uh, Zach or Clarkin has. So you know, I just I just need a playable receiver on my team. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. all right well more wheeling and dealing um thanks again ben jumping on and chatting a bit and updating us with all the rules too since those are kind of been quonky. and um obviously that will be something that's fluid throughout the week so boys remember that text the group with whatever uh, flexes you may need or ads or drops that that you've done with covid so right. with that ben i will let you get going sir good to chat with to you chat too with see you soon. again i will see you next week All right. As always, thank you, Ben, for hopping on the pod with me. Um, Like I said, Ben will be a staple in the podcast with his wealth of knowledge and fantasy expertise. Um, also you know, he always has the breaking news um, I know some of you guys probably also have it but I get it from that all the time so um, he will be around <clears throat> moving forward all of the time which will be great it will be a lot of fun we'll keep track of those records and kind of dropped the ball with that speaking of dropping the ball I will not be dropping the ball on any more five <clears throat> that is a promise that will not happen again so my apologies for doing that I'm open to discussions on uh, any type of punishment for, for, for doing that. Um, the Twins are done for the year, so I won't be mad about that. I've uh, come to terms with Vikings sucking, so I won't be mad about that. If you get two shits about the two Wolves, I think they should move to Seattle, so don't care about them. And you know, the Wild, I, uh, I like them, but I don't follow them as closely as I used to. So as far as like mean sports, you know, I, I hit my low point last week, and so I'm doing alright this week. I'm doing all right. A fantasy win definitely helped. Super excited to play me boy Evan this week. Really glad I got to that last week. An absolute nail-biter. I'm um, excited for this week of fantasy to be watching what all the teams do. We have some great uh, division rivalries appearing already, which makes this fun. Um, and we'll be back next week to talk all about what happened with another recap, another pick. We'll go over our picks that we made see how me and Ben turned out. Um, Give a quick recap of week four and we'll start looking ahead to week five and the matchups that we'll see then. With that boys, this is your host Shane Moore signing out.